0: Welcome home. Welcome home. I got a question real quick. I got a question. How many guys in here feel like, all right, so there's like, can, can, we, can, we, can, we, uh, can we expose the elephant in the room? Yeah. Here's the elephant in the room. There's like people in here that know each other and people in here that don't. Yeah. But there's not feelings getting distributed differently. It's just one feeling going around the room. What's the feeling? I love you. So listen, you're next to someone and they know you, they love you. If you're next to someone and they don't know you, can I tell you, they still love you? So there's two types of people here, people you know, people you don't know. But there's this, watch this, there's this foundation of love. Why is that? Why why is is when I come to church, I feel like I know everyone, but I don't know them? Why is it that I feel like I'm connected to this thing and I don't know no one? Here's why, because we're all brothers and sisters. In other words, I don't love you like that. I love you like a sister. I got a girlfriend I'm taking, all right? So listen to me, sister. Don't take my attention and my smile and my honesty and my niceness as I'm flirting with you. I'm not flirting with you. I just want to let you know I love you. And if you need prayer, I'm here. And if you to lay hands, I'm here to lay hands, too. But don't confuse my niceness with I like you. All right? And I'm speaking as a guy to girls, but really I'm speaking for all the girls in the room. (laughs) We on somebody. (laughs) We're going to YA. (laughs) And I hug everyone. and, And I don't know what's going on. So we're going to be that type of church. Watch this. We are going to pioneer a church that is founded under this one idea that we're brothers and sisters following a good, good father actually so many times in scripture you see that analogy God calling himself the father and him looking at the world and saying you guys are my sons and daughters and there's this connection that God has with us that sometimes we don't really understand like here's a good question how does God see me how does he view me how does God when he looks at me how does he see me I want to let you know he looks at you with loving eyes he looks at you and his eyes go crazy And he's always thinking about you, and he loves you. We're starting a sermon series tonight called Welcome Home. This sermon series is all about the father and what he expects of his children. And here's what I believe. Every single week, we're going to see more and more brothers and sisters coming home, getting saved. Every single week, people coming home, coming home, coming home. And if we're brothers and sisters in this room tonight, we got to really look at that fact that, hey, if, if people are not here, we have some brothers and sisters that are lost, That that, that they're not that haven't fallen through the hands of God, but but maybe they they think differently, and and maybe they believe differently. So our job this month, these next three weeks, we're preaching Welcome Home Sermon Series. It's to really understand the Father and what he expects of his children. Can I get a good amen? Amen. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, you have a man named Paul, and now Paul, can I tell you, he's the OG of the Bible. He's my OG after Jesus, right? D- Jesus is double-OG. I'm sorry, asterisk, triple OG, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm speaking in gangster. <laughs> to translate, Jesus is the best. <laughs> right? <laughs> Paul is <the> second best. This <laughs> a little ghetto translation for you real quick. So for me, Paul, here's why I love Paul, because Paul has like this crazy backstory before he gets saved. Before he bows his knee and says yes to Jesus, I surrender to you everything, I give it to you. Before that moment, can I tell you, he was, he was actually killing people who love Jesus. Literally a Christian killer. Like his job was to go find Christians and murder them on sight. And God chose a man like that to write almost the majority of the New Testament. You hear tonight, you're saying God is either stupid or, or God sees something in people that we don't. And I love Paul. I really love Paul, and then I love this verse. You guys there? First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1. If you're not there, we got it on the back. Make sure you're there next week. It says, this, then, is how you ought to regard us. Somebody say us. us. Somebody say us. us. Let's change the Bible. Somebody say me. me. This is how you ought to regard to me. If you're calling me something, here's what you got to call me. Not yo, not a hey, bruh-bruh. No, this is what you call me. Ready? Here's the word. Here's the word. You, you ought to regard us as what? Servant. Servants. 2019 church looks like a church full of sitters, right? The, the church looks like a coliseum, small stage, a lot of seats. But this says servants, and there's a lot of sitters. Can I get an amen? amen? Right? I don't know about you, but it's like, Paul, I don't know if that's a reality right now. In the church, it's not everyone's serving. Not, not everyone is, 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 is really serving God, right? We have a congregation and we have a crowd and, and those things fluctuate. But, but what he's saying here is, regard to us, regard to me as a servant of Christ. And as those entrusted with the mysteries God has revealed. I feel like Tuesday nights, God's just giving us new mysteries, I feel like coming to church, God's giving me new insight. Like, if, you, if you've been coming to church longer than two weeks, you feel like, man, every week God's saying something to me. Like, it's personal. Like, and, and that's because God's going to begin to reveal new mysteries to you. In 2019, God's got a new word for you. This year, God, God's got something deeper for you. Like, what you know of God, man, put it down on paper, crumble it, and throw it away. Because my Bible says that his ways are higher than my ways. If I can understand God, he's not God anymore. So God's going to begin to reveal new mysteries to us this year. But can I tell you that comes with responsibility? Like if I reveal something to you, th- there's a reason I did it, and there's something you need to do with that information. And I love how he says, regard to us as servants of Christ, those entrusted with the mysteries that God has revealed. Verse 2, now it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. Somebody say Faithful. So, so you're a servant and now God reveals mercies and he reveals thanks to you and mysteries and he's speaking to you and he's growing you, but he's also entrusting you to be faithful. He's also entrusting you to, to stand firm. He's also entrusting you not to be, to be bothered by storms, to be bothered by issues, to be bothered by the social climate, to be bothered by how many followers you have. These things really tend to take the majority of our attention. When God is saying, listen, here's the majority of your attention. It should be on me. Let me lead you. I'm your father. I know what's good for you. And, 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 and I'm concerned a little bit. I'm concerned a little bit because we keep reading. And, and verse 3, I care, I care very little if I'm judged by you. Oh, man, that's a word right there. That's a whole word right there. Some of you guys this year got to really stop caring about what other people are saying about you, what other people are thinking about you. Don't, don't run away from church because people think you're crazy for going to church. I'm, I, if I was doing what everyone was doing, I would just end up like everyone else. But if I'm going to go and pioneer into a different lifestyle, I need to start doing different things. Verse 3, I care very little if I'm judged by you or by any human court. Indeed, I do not even judge myself. Come on, I I believe in 2019, watch this, MBYA, we're pioneering a different church. We're leading a new wave of Christianity. That we're not just sitters. That that we don't just, we're not robots, come on, we're we're thinkers, we're innovators, come on, we're dreamers, come on, we're we're holy in the hands of God. Watch this, we're servants. Here's my title tonight's message, come on, write it down on top of your notes, tattoo it on your back, here it goes. Here's the title, says, I'm a faithful servant. Isn't that a faith declaration tonight? Come on, can you say it, even if you don't believe it? One, two, three, I'm a faithful servant. That was like 30, y'all. So we're going to try it again. If you don't believe it, say it anyways. If 2019 you thought you were going to do a lot of receiving, let me switch it up for you real quick. Let me switch the vibe up real quick. You thought 2019 was the year you received? No, 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 no. This is going to be the best year of your life because this is the year you understand what giving is about. Come on, I'm a faithful servant. I don't just serve when I have to. I serve because I want to. I'm faithful. Come on, I need faithful servants in the house tonight. Faithful. Faithful. Oh, my gosh, I got to be a faithful servant. Here's the truth. A lot of people's opinions dictate what I do. I got some very important questions for you that I want you to answer in your notes. Don't look around. Just look at me for a sec. Here's the first question, real personal, real deep. Take a pause from preaching. Let me just talk to you like it's just me and you in my office or something. Whatever office I have. I don't have an office. <laughs> when I go to Starbucks one day, i would be like, step into my office. <laughs> Back to the serious moment. Put your notes out. I got a question for you. I got a question. How would people describe you? Don't look at the person next to you. I'm not even going to walk on stage. Oh, no, YouTube. i going to stay in the light. How would people describe you? Second question. How would you describe you? 2019, listen, if you you can't answer this now, answer it next week in your house, personally. Because I believe a lot of what we do is connected by what we think other people think we're doing, what other people are saying. How would people describe you? How would you describe you? Watch this. Question number three. How would God describe you? Some pretty deep questions. Next question. How would Satan describe you? He's a liar. Perpetual liar. Loves to remind you of what you're doing wrong, the enemy. Here's what's scary. Here's what's scary. Here's what's scary. Bless you. Here's what's scary. When, when you see your answer starts looking like the devil's answer. When your answer starts looking, when, when, when people's answers start looking like the devil's answer. And, and, and now, watch this. Now, now, who you are, you, you, you lock it into to the people that are pouring into you. Who you are, you're locking into what you think others are thinking of you. And can I tell you, you'll never be a faithful servant living your life based on the opinions of others. You got to break out of that. You got to break out of it. Most powerful verse in the Bible. Can I tell you what my it's not the most powerful for me. It's like personally. Jesus shows up. You know what he says? Jesus God, human, 100%, 100%. He shows up and he say, "Hey, I didn't come to be served. I came to serve." I love finding Christians who don't like to serve. I'm like, "Do you know who your leader is?" Jesus said, I didn't come to the world to sit on a throne and, and get this kingdom thing going. And, and, and I came here to be president and Lord and government, take over the Roman Empire. That's what the disciples wanted if you read the New Testament. Lord, when are you going to establish a kingdom? Lord, when are we going to come as Caesar? Lord, when are we going to tear down the Roman Empire? And Jesus is like, no, I'm not building this empire. I'm building an empire unseen. I'm, I'm doing this in a different way than what you thought. And, and Jesus, Jesus, can I tell you, Jesus looks at you, not with eyes of judgment, but, but with eyes of love. I love saying this. I love saying this. God, God doesn't see your sin. God sees your pain. We're, we're, we're sometimes in sin because of pain, or because of pain we go, into, we go into sin, or sin leads us to pain. God doesn't look at your sin. God looks at your pain because Jesus paid for your sin. It's time to be a faithful servant. Here's my next question. If people would describe you in seven words, would the word servant be in that? Pretty. Awesome. Right? Uh, let's do this. Describe yourself. Describe yourself, right? Describe yourself. Let me give you me. Oh, God, basketball. Anybody else? Everyone, everyone watches soccer. Cool. Fine. Nothing wrong with soccer. <clears throat> Basketball's the best. All right, here we go. Basketball. Oh my God! If I was to define my life, if I was to define my life, if I was to define who I am, man, I'm, I'm, I'm athletic. I love sports. I love, I love that stuff, man. I, I'm, I'm all into church. I'm into church. Jesus, right? And then it's like, oh gosh, I love fashion. Anybody love fashion? Some of you guys in here, I love makeup, right? Some of you guys, oh gosh, I love sneakers, I love cars. What, what, think about your life, think about what you love, think about what you do every day, think about your life, describe yourself, think about the things you like, right? Oh gosh, I, lo- I love good food, come on, I love eating good food. Some of you guys don't really care about what you eat, that's the New Year's resolution, right? Come on, start eating better, be more healthy. God wants you to live a long life, come on, don't kill yourself, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How would you define yourself? Think about your life. Think about the things that make up your life. Not just the big things like your career direction, but but, but think about the little things like everything that makes you you, your laugh, like your passion, like the things around you and the people around you. Think about everything that makes you you. Is the word servant in there anywhere? Servant. Servant. If there was an opportunity, you would let someone in front of yourself. If there was an opportunity, you would do something for servant, servant, servant. Listen, this year, God's looking for faithful servants. God's looking for, listen, servants that don't serve like a master and a slave, right? You think servant, there's a negative connotation to that. But when Paul says servant, he means two things. Number one, he's talking about an under-rower, and I'll get to that in a second. The second thing he's talking about when he says servant is not the servant that is under the authority and under the pressure and fear of their master, but it's actually the servant that gained freedom and decided to be a servant again. So that used to happen back in the days. A house that would treat the slaves really good to the point the slaves would be free and they'll come back and still serve their master. And people would look at those people, why would you put that guy, your slave, he used to be a slave, why would you put him managing all of your, your affairs and managing all of your cattle and managing all of your possessions? Why would you entrust a slave with that? And the master would look back at that person and say, I gave him a little bit, and he, he was good with the little. And now that he's good with the little, I can give him more. But now this is all changed up because he's not serving me from what I can give him. He's serving me because he loves me. He's here because he wants to be here. He chose this life. He's not just a servant, he's a faithful servant. And and, and Paul says, Paul says, Paul says, the word servant. He says, I'm a servant, I'm a servant, I'm a servant. Let me paint the picture. He's writing to the church of Corinth, right? Corinthians, 1 Corinthians. He's writing a letter to Corinth and he's trying to set culture. Listen, if you want to be like me, if you love how God is using me and how I'm traveling, I'm going to missionary trips and people are getting saved and I'm starting churches, listen, I'm a servant. People began, listen, watch this. People began, like, praising, like, Paul. Like, Paul, you're amazing, bro. Like, you're great. Like, do your own thing. He's like, no, no, no. Follow me as I follow Jesus. I'm not the end-all, be-all. I'm just the servant. And the context of servant, watch this. The context of servant, it, it, it's an under rower. Who's seen 300 Part 2, the movie 300, the second one, how they're in the water. And there's, like, ships. I have a picture. Can you throw up the first picture of an under rower? You guys see the picture from everywhere? So, so you got like these guys up here, right? And they're on the top of the boat. And then way down here, once you guys can't see it, it's the guys actually like rowing the boat. Rowing the boat. Paul says, I'm that guy. Paul, 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 says, Paul says, you see this ship called the church? You see this waves and the wind called life? And sometimes storms come. And sometimes the boat gets a little rocky. And listen to me, a lot of you guys are living your life trying to stand up here. You think you're in charge. You think you're in charge. You think you have control. And so something just comes right up under your feet. You think you're financially stable, right? Outside of God. You're not tithing to God. You're not sacrificing money to God. You're just keeping all of it. I'm the the leader of my finances. You're at the top of the boat, and all of a sudden, something hits you from the left, something hits you from the right, and, and now you feel like the controlled life you have is out of control. Can I tell you, you won't last long on the top deck? God's called you to be underground. God doesn't need you to be God, God needs you to be a follower. And Paul says, don't get the ship twisted. I said ship. I got a little quiet when I walked away. I was like, the ship. Don't get the ship twisted. I love you guys. Don't get, don't get the ship twisted. I'm, I'm not called to be a here. God's calling me to be this guy. He's calling me to be this guy. I'm this guy. Like I don't lead my own life. I am being led by somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like think about this. The the moment they go into a storm, the guys under don't even know they're in a storm. This is like, oh, this is a little crazy today. So keep rolling It's going to keep going. Right? The master comes down, right? The master, he's up here. He's looking at the waves, right? That's God. He can control the waves. There's a a story in the Bible, in the New Testament, Jesus looks at a storm. He was actually sleeping. And the disciples who were fishermen, what does that mean? That small detail changes everything. They've been through a lot of storms. They're fishermen. They've been through a lot of storms. This specific storm, they're like, we're going to die. They wake Jesus up. We're going to die. Get ready to die, Jesus. And Jesus is like, peace, be still. And then, like, everything clears up. Someone said, You tell me a joke? He said, no, I just cleared the skies. Look. That's Jesus. That's why he deserves to be at the top of the boat. Yeah. If you take leadership and ownership and full control of your life, your, your movie will be Titanic. But come on, if you let the good, good father lead your life, come on, if you let the God who controls the winds and the waves. And, 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 and Paul says, I'm not the guy leading it. I'm not the guy with the telescope leading the church. No, no, no. I'm the guy in the bottom of the boat. And I'm just going. And I'm going. And then one day, my father will come down. And he's going to look at me and say, good and faithful servant, well done with what I've given you. Well done. You did it. You made it. Man. I want to go my whole life just rowing, my whole life. God, I'm giving you everything. God, I'm serving. I'm being faithful with what you've given me. Watch this. I'm being faithful with what you put in my hands. Everything God's put in your hands is going to lead you to where God wants to take you. Everything's got to put in your hands. And he says, I'm not the guy up here. I'm the guy down here. I can't tell you what day it is. I can't tell you what the weather's like outside. I can't tell you if there's a storm coming, but the water's getting a little crazy down here. It's getting a little hot down here. And what I need right now, I, I, don't, need, I don't need a ferry. I don't need a submarine. I just need the master to come down and tell me we're good. That's all I need. understand. Listen to me. This is why I, that Christians read the Bible. This is why we read the Bible. This is why we come to church and we pray. Some of you guys question those things. You want to know why we do that? Because I need the word of God. Without the master's words, how do I know where I'm at? Without the master's words, I'm just rowing and rowing and rowing. No one this master talks to me. He says, keep on rowing. Keep on going. Because we made it to the other side. Because we're still on our way. Because we're still in this process. Paul's original intent of the word servant is like an under rower. Here's my word to you tonight. Here's my main idea tonight. Keep on rowing. Keep on rowing. Some of you guys, don't make this the only Tuesday you come to church. Coming to church the first service of the year, that's the biggest cliche. Don't make this the only day you come to church. Keep rowing. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming see one day, God will call you up. And you say, well, I never would have got here if it wasn't for me being obedient in times that I did not understand what's going on. Keep on rowing. If you're serving in this room, keep on serving. If you're financially giving to God, listen to me. Real worship is worship when you sacrifice. Do you understand that? In the Old Testament, their worship was literally offering sacrifice. Something had to die. So now when we give, I want you to give until it hurts. Because that's how you know, man, I'm sacrificing for God. I'm giving to God. Keep on rowing. The enemy's going to tell you giving to God is a waste of money. Keep on rowing. The enemy's going to tell you coming to church is a waste of time. Keep on rowing. The enemy's going to tell you stop worshiping that makes no sense. Keep on rowing. Because you know what? I'm not the guy in charge. I'm, I'm not the guy. Pointing the ship. I'm not the guy predicting where to go. I'm the guy at the bottom of the boat taking orders. And you know what? I chose to be here because I can't lead my life. Come on, I want the, the, the guy who loves me more than I love myself to lead my life. Here's my next image. Squad goals. Go ahead and throw it up. That's a picture of a bunch of people rowing at the bottom of the boat. Squad goes, right? Can I tell you, it's easier to row with people behind you that are rowing the same direction. Some of you guys, your ship's not moving anywhere because you're the only one steering to God. Your finances aren't going anywhere because you're the only one steering to God. If you're not going to switch your boat, switch the people that are with you. If you're not going to switch the boat that you're in, switch the group around you. I need to get around some people that are rowing in my direction, that are leading me to life, that love me when I don't even love myself. I need to be around brothers and sisters that don't judge me, but they love me, that all the guys learn out to get at me, but they love me. Come on, I want to be a part of something different. If we're going to reach the world, we got to be a church for the world. Yeah. We got to be people rowing and serving and not just being servants, but being faithful servants. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 1 to 3. This then is how you ought to regard us, as servants of Christ and as those entrusted with the mysteries God has revealed. Now it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. I care very little if I'm judged by you. Here's what Paul means about faithful, and I'm done. I said 945, we got 10 minutes. You guys proud of me? I'm proud of me too. Dennis, you see my nose, I'm skipping a bunch. Here's what Paul means by faithful. Paul's Paul's not saying, hey, be faithful to God, as in, hey, just make sure you don't sin. That's not being faithful. Not sinning doesn't make me faithful to God. Did you know that? You can't call yourself a faithful Christian just because you're not sinning. Can I explain to you why? You can't call me a faithful husband if I'm not cheating on my wife. Just because I'm not cheating what doesn't mean I'm, I'm, I'm being faithful. Being faithful means I'm actually living out the vows that I made on our wedding day. I'm actually doing something. I'm actually moving somewhere. I'm actually doing good. Doing nothing means, this doesn't mean you're being faithful just because you're doing nothing. Not sinning doesn't mean you're faithful. Sacrificing means you're faithful. The enemy has lied to some of you and convinced you you're you're being faithful just because you're not sinning. No, you cannot sin and still be unfaithful to God in your life, in your language, in your finances. I'm going to drill finances because I think, honestly, I think we we need more young adults tithing in our church. Not enough enough of us are giving 10% of everything we make to God. And I'm not doing this to meet a quota. I'm doing this because, man, people are missing out. Like, if you're not pouring into the church with your finances, you're missing out on God blessing your finances. Here's what I learned in church. Whatever I don't sacrifice, God can't bless. Before I met Diana, I went six months without talking to any girl. I said, God, I'm going to six months. I'm not going to talk to anybody. I'm not going to flirt. I'm not going to entertain a conversation. Come on, me and my homies all the time. Six months. I did it. Diana thought it was gay. She goes to my brother, she's like, hey, he's cute and all, but I heard he's like not talking to girls and stuff, he's gay. And John's like, no, he's on Covenant, whatever. He's not gay. And I'm like, dang, you know, gay guys are pretty. I'm like, thank you, that's a compliment. What you mean? To you mean? Why did she think I was gay? Because I, I wasn't talking to girls. I said, I said I'm not going to talk to no girls. In other words, what I want the most, I want a wife, I'm going to sacrifice that for six months. And I said, God, the next one is it. That's what I said. Y'all gotta pray crazy like that. You know that? You gotta start praying a little crazier. This guy in the Bible, he said, like, God, hold the sun. And literally the sun sits still for a couple days. You know what I'm saying? You gotta pray some crazy prayer. I said, God, the next one's gonna be it. And then I remember after the six months, um, I seen her. I was like, oh my God. Here's the thing. We have the same birthday, so it was so easy to slide in. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yo happy birthday. And she was like, yo, happy birthday. And it was like, that's it. We won. You know what I'm saying? That's it. We're here. Come on. Hey, we've been dating for four and a half years. Longest relationship of my life. Come on. I only got to somewhere because I sacrificed something. I laid it down. Exactly what I wanted, I laid it down. Oh, that's crazy. When you want a job and you lay down your job to God it ain't a sacrifice unless it hurts. It ain't a sacrifice unless you really, really want something and you really, really want God more. Not sinning doesn't make you faithful to God. Watch this last point tonight. Being faithful means to be a good steward of what he's given me. That's being faithful. Being faithful doesn't mean, oh, I'm not sinning, I'm faithful. No, I'm a faithful servant because I'm being a steward with what he's given me. I am taking value of what he's given to me. I'm appreciating it. I'm loving it, and my life just isn't church. Think about your life. The things that describe you. Think about it. All those things need to need to serve God faithfully. Need to serve God.